Selena, we keep saying this thing, Bible literacy. What in the world is Bible literacy? Can you just tell us, tell the fine folks of fierce parenting what Uh, it is? It's knowing what the Bible is. It's knowing how it works (laughs) (laughs) and what's in it. Okay. Right? Literacy is knowing what it is, how it works, and what's inside of it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, if you think about, if you're a literate person, what is the literacy rate? Okay. That's the rate of people that can read and write. And you have to be able to read, you have to understand the language, you have to understand how sentences work to be able to write. Sounds and words. And writing is a different thing, especially composition. Especially when you're creating something, you have to be able to think in certain terms. And so within Fierce Parenting, within our own marriage, within our lives, we're very, very passionate about biblical literacy Mm -hmm. in the lives of families, in the lives of couples, in the lives of our children. And so this episode... If we're piggybacking on the last two episodes, which are all about habits, right? We talked about why habits are important, yeah. what habits should be most important in the Christian household. Now, today we're going to talk about what we believe to be One of the, the most important pinnacle of building habits, <laughs> and that is learning and creating rhythms, routines, and habits around Bible literacy. So we're going to give you the tools that we have. We're going to discuss that today, but all that on the other side. you're new to this fierce families fierce fredericks whatever uh i'm selena and that's it my name is cletus ryan frederick <laughs> uh we're the voices authors people behind fierce marriage fierce families fierce parenting all the things your name is cletus no offense awesome name <laughs> yeah so we're we the authors faces found founders all that good stuff you like saying what i say again sorry i'm just trying to I didn't say it good enough <laughs> didn't say it good enough <laughs> yeah so welcome to the to the program Get with it. Get with the program. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, this is the third episode we've recorded today. Yeah, we're, we're, we're catching just up a little bit. It out here. So uh, bear with us if we're a little loopy. But I, I hope we do this this topic justice because biblical literacy. I can't think of a better thing to nail. If you're gonna nail one talk. thing as a parent, yeah. Like like as far as your habits, as far as your routines, nail this thing, mm. right? Because listen, I, we are raising eternal souls unto the eternal glory Oof. of God yeah. to be an eternal communion with him to mm. be eternally enjoying him forever mm-hmm. this is the skill that gets us there this is bible literacy and you know what there's nothing wrong with playing baseball there's nothing wrong with putting your kids into you know singing lessons dancing lessons piano yeah. but none of those things are as soul connected as knowing God's word and being able to divide it rightly, to understand it clearly, to apply it with vigor and yeah. rigor into your own life. And so we're here to help hopefully give you some really tangible ways to think about scripture and give you some things that we've done in our own lives to build in these rhythms. All right. But before we do that, just if, you, if you're watching this video on YouTube, please do subscribe to our channel. Go ahead and smash that like button, as the kiddos like to say. Subscribe button. And the subscribe button. Yes, yeah, <laughs> smash them both. Leave a comment with a question or any sort of inquiry yeah. that you might have. We'd love to hear from you so that we can help, we can serve you better. Yeah. Um, the second way you can partner with us, uh, well, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. If you're, on, if, if you're listening on the podcast, ratings and reviews are very important on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that would be awesome. If you'd like to go a little bit deeper, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. Uh, that's one of the main ways that our our livelihood uh, happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's through people um, just getting on board with us. We would really enjoy that. But of course, as long as the Lord wills it, we'll continue bringing this content yeah. directly to you free of charge. 
So, so when you say Bible literacy, we want to, I want to break that down because that can be kind of an intimidating term, I think sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, we shouldn't be afraid of it. Teaching our children the Bible is essentially what he's saying. We yes. are saying Bible literacy is teaching your children the Bible. Yes, but there is kind of a circumspectness to it that I feel like I can be lost at sure. times. It's not just to let them know kind of the major narratives of Scripture. Right. That's part of it. Understanding the gospel fluency as well. Yes, understanding how the Bible functions as mm-hmm. a piece of literature. Right. Okay, so Bible literacy, right. literature. We, are, we have categories within which to read certain parts of scripture mm-hmm. like if you read them in the wrong category then you'll apply it incorrectly right you will understand it incorrectly you will get ultimately an incorrect view of god if you read song of solomon mm-hmm. okay i know it's a parenting podcast we're not going to get <laughs> into the content but song of solomon all right if you read that as if it's historical narrative right right you're not going to read it right it's not going to be yes same with the psalms if you read yeah. those as historical narrative now so there's genres and there's ways to read scripture right. if you read uh revelation as historical narrative or Daniel chapters eight on as historical <laughs> narrative, you're going to be very confused yeah. uh, because there's a way to read these things. Um, similarly to make that same case even stronger is if you read say Shakespeare, mm-hmm. you read Hamlet, you think, wow, this was a really interesting time, really dramatic time. Well, it's not historical narrative. It might have bits of history woven right. into it, right. but it's not meant to be read that way. It's, it's in it. It'll be confusing for us and for our children if we try to. Right. And I think the goal with this episode is to just begin to plant those seeds uh, how do we plant these seeds for lifelong biblical literacy within our children, right? Yeah. Uh, we want to create that affection for Scripture. We want them to um, have a, a deep knowledge and understanding for the things of God. But clearly, I mean, we mm-hmm. will live our lifetimes not knowing every single thing about the Bible and how it, what it teaches us about God. But yeah. we can sure, you know, try to try to pound into it as much as we can. But setting our children's feet on the path, giving them. Uh, the instructions, giving them the map, telling them what to look for. I mean, I just think of like the Pilgrim's Progress, you know, and and those types of stories that just the Mm -hmm. the allegorical side of things and how we can um, just embolden them and and equip them as we are, you know, teaching them to become human beings and and not become, they are human beings, but how to be, uh, how to contribute to the society that we live in, oh, right? Oh, how to and be people who glorify God right. with their lives things and with their like affections. Things like brushing your teeth and getting dressed. Like, those are all important things. But above that, like, how are we knowing the Lord? How are we living for the Lord? I know, it, it sounds, sounds like you're, silly, you're, but... You're, you're, you're likening biblical literacy with uh, dental hygiene. Sorry, that's not what I meant to do. Okay, you can cut it out. No, it's want. okay. <laughs> I'm just Listen, saying... It's, like I said, third, third episode of the day. No, I'm saying that it's the same... It's yeah. It's the same, like... As parents, we are preparing them to leave the nest. True, but this goes, so this, this goes beyond that. And, this and goes beyond that. This we're goes pre- into we're, This is a preparation episode yeah. of like, how do we continue this and help them in this? And I, yeah. Yeah, and and I just want to reiterate and maybe add some color to what you said. We are planting seeds. Yeah. There's, if we say, Fredericks, to one another, but also here talking to you. Yeah, if you think. If we try yeah. to tell you, hey, you know what? You need to teach your kids the ins and out, the ins and outs of every aspect of scripture every doctrine every character every date every event mm-hmm. every book every author every genre. genre everything you have to teach them all that stuff before they turn 18 and they're out the door yeah. uh, that would crush you <laughs> it would it crushes us to think to try and do that instead the goal here is to, again reminding you giving you tools and words to understand that my role is to put these these big blocks these foundational blocks in place mm-hmm. in my child's 
understanding of the world, yeah. not just for their own life, for their own benefits, but so they can make sense of things, so they can begin to go to God on their own yeah. and mine for the truth and have the right tools to actually mine. Like if you're trying to mine in granite, you better have the right tools or right. you're going to get stuck. And I would take, I would say, take, I would take that a step further, not only to just know that for themselves, but to be able to share with mm. others the good news of the gospel and those around them, yeah. to those around them. So... Frederick discipleship. What does it look like? We are just like, how do we explain this? We're like, well, let's just take our own, you know, biblical literacy program. That is not even a program. It's what we do at home, right? <laughs> how be. we're building biblical literacy in our own home. So yeah. uh, the first thing that we start with are Bible storybooks. So we believe. I want to I want to back up first because we aren't, this is not the blueprint for every family. No. This but we want to show kind of the example of what we've done, what we found works for yeah. us. It might give you ideas. It might get you thinking in different terms. So we're not the gold standard by any no, means when it no. comes to this I stuff. Say, yeah. I thought, sorry, I guess I didn't make Maybe that Maybe that goes enough. without saying. I just want to make sure it's clear. The internet's <laughs> no, a weird place. These, but. It's true. These are things that have worked for us and maybe they'll just be jump off points for you. But what does discipleship look like in the Frederick household? We kind of just have our own uh, way of doing things, things that we've found, ways that we found have worked for us. Uh, we've also failed in a lot of things as well. So <laughs> we're just going to kind of set before you what we do, take it or leave it. Maybe it'll be a good jump off point for some ideas for your your own home. Yeah. And with that said, you know, clearly, if we're going to talk about Bible literacy, reading the Bible to your kids is probably the first thing, right, the and the primary Bible, thing that you're going to yeah. be doing. Now, arguments have been made and can be made that we should read some um uh, paraphrase or summary version of the Bible to our kids. Now, we're not going to take a hard stance on that. I tend to fall on the side of this thing, and Selena and I, we might have differing opinions on this, mm-hmm. but I tend to fall on the side that we need to be reading the full text primarily to our kids. Right, and I agree primarily. with that. Primarily, and I we agree do agree with that. Um, and I think secondary text is okay to talk about, to introduce stories to young yeah, minds. Because you can get the, the, like the, the flood narrative, right? You can get the idea that God flooded the earth, and he miraculously saved Noah and his family through this ark, mm-hmm. right? You can get that idea kind of embedded into their mm-hmm. their deep memory banks um, without having to read the actual text. But I think God has given us his word the way he gave it for a reason, mm-hmm. and he's given your kids, you, as their parents for a reason. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason I fall on that side of it is, like, think about all throughout human history, right? Since the, the Reformation, since we got all these wonderful translations of scripture, like we have more clear understanding of scripture available to us now than at any other moment in human history. And all throughout history, it was parents just reading Bible stories to their kids and explaining them to their kids so their kids might understand them. We're on the same side. I think you, right. I think, I think we read the Bible primarily to to our children during the day, if I want to read Bible stories from right. another trusted source, then I'll read the Bible stories to them. And I and I know, I know we're and on the same he, side. And I, I wouldn't do that if he didn't like that or didn't want. I'm that, more obviously. or less pushing against the idea that that the idea that kids can't understand the Bible. That's what I'm pushing yeah, against. And no, I'm not saying that you think that. I'm I just saying. That so that's where we tend to fall on. So the way that works itself out in our own rhythms mm-hmm. is in the morning time or the evening, depending on the day. It doesn't always work out as planned, especially with three young kids. Uh, we're, we're currently working through the book of Numbers, of mm-hmm. all things. So we've made it from Genesis through Exodus, Leviticus. To be honest, we kind of skipped a lot of that <laughs> because it's a lot of really tough, slow things, even for adults to get through. It's important, but it might bog things down. And so we jumped into Numbers. We've had a few parts of Numbers, genealogies and different, you know, they're counting and taking censuses mm-hmm. of the people. So, you know, we skip over the names because that's the kids are going to fall asleep. And so 
but we're working our way through that. And we typically will read um, not even a full chapter. Usually we just like one section, section. One story, yeah. One part of it that's mm-hmm. pretty complete in thought. And so after reading the, that chapter, um, I then try to, if we have the time, again, it's varied, but I'll try to bring them up to that moment through very quickly. We did it like last week. So like a quick review of what we've been reading. Yes. And I'll ask them quiz questions like, who is this person? And who is this person's brother? And what did this person do? And what was this event? And where were they? If they can expect that you're going to ask questions, then they're going to listen attentively. And the fact that they can maybe narrate back or tell you the story Mm. back uh, is one way that it really gets into their hearts and their minds and they can start internalizing and uh, wrestling with that information. And I don't want this to sound like this. It's this long process. It takes probably five minutes or less, three minutes maybe Mm -hmm. to read the swath of scripture. Then I spend maybe three more minutes asking them questions. Mm -hmm. And then what, um, a part of this is I want them to be committing scripture. We want them to be committing scriptures into their hearts. And so we actually created these, uh, ABC flashcards with Bible verses, which will be available to you in the near future. And they're, um, in just two weeks, they're already up to letter D. Mm -hmm. Um, memorizing scripture and yeah. the book chapter verse and all that kind of stuff. And so I've incentivized them with that too. If they can, you know, if it's at dinner time, sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'll break out, you know, um, the jelly bean jar or something. <laughs> we don't have a jelly bean jar, candy beans, <laughs> candy beans. <or> jelly bears. <laughs> um, and you know, we can incentivize them th- through, through that or just, you know, they, they just love being asked questions and being able to think they like through the engagement with you. Yeah. They like the engagement with their family, um, their parents. Yeah. And then from there, it's really up to you. One of the things that um, is really important to us is not just the learning the, the stories of the Bible, but knowing how those Bibles, those Bible stories connect to the gospel. Where right, is Christ in that? Yeah. And therefore, how am I to interpret that text? As a ch- Children are always interpreting things, mm-hmm. right? They may not call it interpretation, but they're always interpreting things. But based on that interpretation, then how do I apply it? Right. Just for instance, we were reading through the book of Numbers and we're reading through the sacrifices, mm-hmm. right? Well, how do you read about sacrifices to kids? It's it's really bizarre. You have to find, you know, a perfect lamb uh, every day and it has to be burnt on the offering, yeah. uh, on, on the altar as an offering. And so we just got to talking and say, why did, why did God want a perfect lamb? Mm. Why not just kind of whatever lamb they wanted to get rid of? What does it mean to be a perfect lamb? Mm. Why was it a year old and not you know, old right. or, or newly born. So there's all these reasons why God commanded the people mm-hmm. the way he did. And if we can help our children understand those things, it gives right. them a language to now understand even the sacrifice of Christ. Why did Christ have to be perfect? Why was, why is he called the lamb of God? Mm-hmm. And they start making these connections. Mm-hmm. That's Bible literacy. Right. And it's the gospel fluency too, right? What you're talking mm-hmm. about. And, uh, I think that was something that lacked when I was growing up was seeing the actual connection. You heard the stories of like David and Goliath and the flood, but we didn't actually uh, go that step further in understanding the gospel fluency um, and how David was a type, right, of Jesus. And um, Mm. the flood, uh, the bow going up towards the sky and he will never again flood the earth and uh, the promise of that. Mm -hmm. And so there's just taking that one step further asking some questions if you're if you if this sounds hard because I, I hear what you're saying and then I I, I think about people listening right. and I and this sounds like a lot to do and you're, you're just like how do I even ask these questions where do I come up with those questions right read through scripture and what whatever questions come to your head it's okay to ask those without knowing the answer I think you can you can go together on those the second thing I would say is to uh, look for patterns like in mm-hmm. scripture look for 
uh, why? So he says, why is a lamb important? Well, do we know, do we see a lamb in the Bible anywhere else? Like, at, you know, drawing them out if they're familiar with anything. Yeah. Where do we see this? Do we know that word sacrifice? Have we heard that before? You know, starting with what they know and what you know. And if it's not much, that's okay. Like, just mm-hmm. you can start explaining that to them and then you build off of that. So uh, just just look at the look back in scripture, ask them, uh, where do we see this pattern again, right? Where do we see this uh, happening uh, either before or after what we're reading now. And I think that can be a good place to start. It's really a beautiful thing because as you are parenting, your, if you have young kids, you can start in kind of the narrative parts yeah. of the Bible, right? Yeah. And as you as they age and as you grow alongside them in this, you start to get into the more difficult texts, mm-hmm. right? You get into, um, you know, you get into Kings and Chronicles and on into uh, even some of the prophetic yeah. books. And it starts to get less narrative-y <laughs> <laughs> and it starts to be more, um, abstract and yeah. a little bit harder to understand, and the and the doctrines that need to be drawn out are deeper. Like read the book of Ezekiel, like that's not an easy book to read. Right. Read the book of Job, like right. that's a brutal book to read. It's beautiful if you understand yeah. what it's trying to show you. Read the Ecclesiastes, yeah. like that. What is that telling? And so you begin to uh, give your children a, a vernacular, a way to understand these yeah. things, and to walk alongside them, asking questions along and the, the way. The byproduct of this habit is that you're building relationship with them as you're building relationship mm. with them with in the Lord, right? And so as they grow older, as they're faced with things in the world, uh, you have this consistent foundation, maybe not done perfectly, but you have this consistency that uh, they you're a safe place for them to ask these questions. They mm-hmm. want to come to you. They know that when we sit down to study the Bible and we read it aloud together, we're going to discuss it. And initially, if they're teenagers, they may not want to do that, but I guarantee that they'll be a part of the conversation by the end of it. So moving yeah. on. There's, also, there's other worship components too. Like uh, yeah. one of the great things we love to do is reading about old hymns, mm-hmm. but not just, and that's a different kind of conversation around family worship, but connecting the songs that you're singing either mm-hmm. in home or at church or they're hearing on you know you're playing in the house what does it mean when it says like the lamb that was slain oh mm-hmm. wait that goes back to that chapter of numbers oh that talks that's talking about jesus he was mm-hmm. the perfect lamb he was the why don't we make sacrifices oh because jesus was the the one once and for all sacrifice mm-hmm. to atone for our sin mm-hmm. and so you can start connecting these dots and it's all building bible literacy mm-hmm. and if i had to say i don't know in a in a nutshell what the goal is, is to get familiarize our children with the major narratives of the Bible, yeah. with the major characters of the Bible, mm-hmm. with the connections that can be made between the narratives and the characters with the person and work of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like that is the goal of Bible literacy. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually doesn't take a lot. Like It doesn't take a lot. It just takes intentionality. It takes desire. If you don't have a desire to do this, it's going to be really hard to maintain a habit. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you're listening to this, watching this, thinking... Oh, great. Like they've just raised this, they've just created the standard. Ask God to help you with that. Ask yeah. the Holy Spirit to give you the desire to want to know Him, to want to instruct your children. You get around way. other families, I think, that are yeah. doing it. And don't be ashamed mm-hmm. to sit at their dinner table with them and watch and just absorb and take it, take notes, yeah. right? Yeah, and hopefully it's not r- so rare that you can't find that family. We would yeah. hope that you could find some family in your close vicinity that you can glom onto as you learn how to do this. Mm. If I can just leave you with one really clear call to action here as we talk about Bible literacy. We've covered a lot of ground, but here's a really clear call to action. Start somewhere Mm -hmm. and read to your children. Okay. One, start somewhere. Two, read scripture to your children. Three, just ask them questions. Mm -hmm. Just ask them one or two questions about what you've read. And if you don't have the answer, 
just find the answer. Like Let's look for go the together. answer. Go together. Let's both look for it. We have so many amazing resources at our fingertips. Um, commentaries and things. One of my favorite websites is just BibleHub.com. They have free commentaries, mm-hmm. free um, uh, different resources on how to understand hard passages of mm-hmm. scripture, how to understand historical contexts. It's all free. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot of effort. It just takes it just takes that desire and the intentionality. Yeah. So I think that's a lot for an episode. Yeah. We're going to continue talking about what it means to tangibly disciple your children, what it mm-hmm. means to um, teach be, them. Yeah biblical literacy, how to how to connect the dot, the dots in gospel fluency. Right. And, building those habits and mm-hmm. those rhythms. Yeah. Yeah. And building those habits and rhythms, which is, that's that's absolutely crucial. So let's pray and we'll call an episode. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for the gift it is to be able to read it to our children, to explain it to them, to explore it with them. Father, I pray that you'd well up within us a deep desire to know you and a deep desire to uh, introduce our children to your word and to introduce them to you through mm. your word. Lord, I pray that our children would respond, that they would want to to understand more, that they would take the tools that we equip them with so that they might mine the fertile soil of your word on mm-hmm. their own and, and come back wielding the truth mm-hmm. that you've equipped them with, that you've given them. Lord, it's all these things we pray for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time... Stay fierce.